Hey there. Thank you for creating time to tune in to today's episode. My name is Adriana and this is the PMDD podcast. I am thrilled to share this next episode with you. There are so many gold nuggets that can be taken away from this beautiful next guest. Carly Taylor shares not only her PMDD journey, but also some simple techniques that every listener, not only those with PMDD, can add to their life. She has even put together a tip sheet. So if you're interested, reach out to either myself or Carly. Our contact details will be in the show notes. Let's get straight into the next episode. Thank you, Carly, for being here. Oh, it's so good to be here. So good. I'm I'm really excited about having this conversation with you. And I know I said this earlier, but you are rocking that hairstyle. <laughs> I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm loving it too. <laughs> so it's an interesting way how we connected. So first of all, I reached out to Carly a year ago and I was at the peak of my PMDD. So I would have been about seven, eight months in and I was really looking for support and help and not through the medical way. I was more looking at therapy sessions and coaching sessions. So I reached out to Carly and it was our second session that I actually mentioned that I had PMDD and she just stopped and was like, I had PMDD. And I I didn't even want to have our coaching session at that point. I was like, I want to know. <laughs> I want to like know me everything. too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? And this, you were the first person actually that I had ever knew that had PMDD. So I think I would love to start with um, your experience with PMDD. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that was you were the first person that I'd met that has had it as well. So, you know, likewise, it I was didn't know um that. it was yeah, it was a bit of like, oh, wow. <laughs> um so I mean, look, my story, my welcome into womanhood when I was 11 years old was when I first got my period. And I remember being really excited about it and my auntie gave me a gorgeous card that said welcome to womanhood. And so it was kind of this real great celebration that, you know, that I'd got my period and even though I was quite young, 11 is quite young, but I actually didn't have the hormone to stop it. So I ended up, it just continued. I ended up, I couldn't even stand up. I was hemorrhaging, couldn't stand up without fainting. Ambulance had to come pick me up, take me to hospital, and I had three bags of blood pumped into me. So that was my welcome into womanhood. Oh. <laughs> wow. Now, I have I have no idea if that is linked to um, sort of my journey um, just up up until sort of my late 40s, but, you know, it could, it could be. I don't know. But I always had um, problems with PMS. I, you know, I suffered you know, just those sort of depressive moments, bloating, all the things right throughout my life. And it was, it kind of got to the stage where I remember, I guess cutting a long story short, I remember being in bed, curled up in the fetal position, just sobbing, like not crying, sobbing Mm. uncontrollably. 
and just wanting to be sucked up in a hole. Like I literally was thinking if a hole could come and open up and suck me up, I, that's where I want to be. Um, it also, I also had, and I think I mentioned this to you in, when we first spoke about it, was these real kind of paranoia episodes where I would go down to like just going shopping in the supermarket and I would feel like everyone was staring at me that everyone was judging me and I it got to the stage where I didn't want to leave the house um and I also felt this disconnection from people not only disconnection from my friends but also my family so I remember one time my husband was talking to my two kids and they were laughing and having fun together and I just felt and this is probably where the paranoia came into it but I felt disconnected I felt they had this bond and I wasn't part of that Mm. bond and that I should just leave and Mm. so just those real intense intense emotions that those thoughts that come into my head that really affect your quality of life and I really felt like I had one week out of the month where I was clear and energetic and normal and then it would just be this slow kind of demise into and but only every second cycle there were some cycles mm. that I was absolutely fine and I really celebrated those times it's like Woo-hoo! <laughs> um but it was mainly every second cycle not always so that was kind of my story you know my husband's would I was talking to him yesterday going you know what was it like for you and he'd kind of make jokes about it and Mm. and but he said you know he could see it in my eyes he could see that I was um you know retreating and that I didn't want to be around people and so you know it 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 affects everybody it affects your relationships even your close and well probably especially your closest relationships um, but for me, I went through menopause at 48 and I know there's so many women that complain about menopause and all the symptoms that they have, but it was the best thing that happened to me <laughs> because I've just stopped all these hormonal fluctuations. I've, I don't have those symptoms anymore. I can put up with a few hot flushes. It's, that's nothing compared to what it was. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I guess, for me, going through a bit of an early menopause, not early, early, but at 48, it's earlier than most, um, that was a real relief for me. So you did say that these symptoms were coming on every second month, but yeah. was this for the entire, like, womanhood period or is it did it start after pregnant was there something pregnancy or something that was it the whole time that no it's such a good question because it's it's all a bit of a blur to me Mm -hmm. now but I think it was um especially after having kids and I had kids late so I had kids at 36 and my second at 41 um and it was particularly bad in my 40s and the the way I heard about PMD I just thought I just suffered really bad PMS um, that's mm. what I thought it was. And um, I, I ended up going and seeing a psychologist and I'd only had a few sessions with her, but she was really good. She she offered me some tools from CBT just to when I am feeling, just to 
sort of divert my attention from this internal world of the thoughts and paranoia that was going on to the external world just by using my senses, sense of sight, sense of sound, that sort of stuff, which I can talk about later. Um, But she, just from hearing my story, she thought, suspected that it might be um, PMDD. I ended up, she referred me to a psychiatrist now, I didn't have a great experience with my psychiatrist. <laughs> so he he sat me in a room. He oh was gosh. he was quite far away from me. He did not we was not interested in building any type of rapport. And this is quite an emotional thing to to do. And it was basically a tick box thing. He was uh. asking questions and he just wanted to tick the boxes. And then he came and he said, "Yeah, I suspect you do have PMDD um, didn't talk about monitoring or you know keeping a journal or any of that stuff and he said he gave me a choice of five medications and basically top shelf down and mm. the choice was mine <laughs> and I was quite surprised because I was very much like you and just I need to do all things naturally you know I was a, I'm a nutritionist too and I just I wanted to exhaust all the natural approaches before I put chemicals into my body I took the lowest the lowest shelf one yep. just to help me sleep and mm. take the edge off it. But to be honest, I, I took it for about two cycles and then I stopped. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that was, that's kind of my story. Yeah. Wow. The um, yeah, medical profession <laughs> working at its best. And I know that there is amazing, amazing. There are, there are practitioners. But you've just, you've got to, you've got to find them. That's the thing. And um, that's, I, I think looking back, I would have, love to have put more time into researching who's out there that specializes in this area um but you know at the time you trust who you go and see so absolutely and at least that they recognized it was pmdd because that's still even today is something that um a lot of people with the symptoms are struggling with just to even be seen and heard yes um, yeah that with that absolutely so tell me after seeing the psychiatrist and being on that, I mean, what, what avenue did you take then? Did you just sort of keep going? Like how old were you at this point? Um, I must have been, I reckon I was mid-40s. So this is sort of maybe between 45 and, yeah, well, I started um, menopause when I was 48, so I'm 51 now. So it was pretty late in the game. I had I had really heavy periods to a point where I couldn't leave the house. Um, especially on the first day. Um, so I'm sure that was linked probably with the perimenopause as well. So it was kind of all, all mixed up in, in one. So, um, look, I, I tried, you know, the, the natural sort of meditation. I was doing a lot of study around that time. So mm. I think that really helped sort of build my knowledge of the stuff that I can do. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, because menopause hit, it was kind of like, oh, it's over. <laughs> wow. It's gone. It just literally was from one month to the next, gone. So, yeah, incredible. Wow. Yeah, mm. it's probably why people want to bring it on early, the, the people out there well, with yes. PMDD, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's, yeah, if you've exhausted everything and your, your quality of life is just diminished around this time and if that's an option, I can see why people take it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's go into how we met. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the coaching that we we did together because that's something that you are still doing. 
Yes, yeah, I am. And yeah. um, it, and I mean, I still use um many of the techniques um that you have shared with me, and they they do work. They yeah, they do oh, work that's, in those that's moments. so good to hear. I just I love it when I hear when I haven't seen somebody in such a long time, and they say I'm still using the tools. I just I love hearing that. Oh no, I do. I'm getting goosebumps because I'm a week out, right? So I'm, I, today I'm de- I'm one week out from um, getting my period, and it's been a f- the past few days have been a little bit edgy. Um, yeah. I, can, I just feel something coming on, and I'm, every time I'm out on my walks, and I know that you'll go into a bit more detail of what you do, but I, I've been using a few of the things, and they do they really bring me back to the present moment, and I'm like this sigh of relief comes over, and yeah. I'm like it's. You're not your thoughts. <laughs> yes, yeah, you are not. They're your not thoughts. real. This is yep. this, what's happening right now. Is a story that you've just put in your head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the the um, approach that I use is is as you know acceptance. I'm trained in acceptance and commitment therapy, or we call it ACT, and Japanese psychology. And I've also done some um, motivational interviewing. So my I kind of I specialize with people who, with anxiety, overthinking, procrastination, low self esteem all that stuff that comes up when you've got PMDD. So it, it can, it, it's so applicable to, to this situation. And the, the two approaches are very much aligned. So ACT is from the West. So Stephen Hayes um, created in the 1980s and Japanese psychology, which is two areas, Marita therapy and Nikan um, is from the East, stems from Zen Buddhism. But the two are, are so aligned and ACT has got over 600 randomised controls trials under its belt so it's a very evidence-based approach which I love and I personally transfer that evidence to the Japanese psychology because it's so aligned but the kind of the message of it is that the emotions and it's about focusing on what you can control and emotions automatic emotions and thoughts are are not within our control um, especially during PMDD and I know that so we become we can become very fused with them so with both approaches you accept or make room for these thoughts and emotions that come up and you align your behavior with your purpose or your values of what's important to you so it's about living a a purpose-centred life rather than an emotional-centred life, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful practice. (laughs) Yeah, oh, it is, it is. And look, it's not a magic pill. mm. It's certainly not a magic pill, but it's it what it does is it, it allows you to experience emotion, making room for it, accepting the discomfort that comes with it. And, you know, it's your behaviour that really defines who you are, not your emotions and your thoughts. So it's what you do that matters. And we don't always need our emotions and our our thoughts to dictate what we do if it's not aligned with who we really want to be. Mm, I agree with you. It's it's not the the magic pill, but at the same time, this is such a beautiful... uh, tool for the tool belt, as I like yes. to say. There's a few things yep. that you need in that tool belt, especially when you've got PMTT. Yeah, so right. do you want to be more specific on how, you know, um, ACT can really help someone with PMDD? Yeah, well, actually what I thought I would do is go into, um, before I go into the the what, actually go into the why a mm. bit because when you, as you would know, when you, when, when it's approaching, when the symptoms are approaching, you know, as you say, you can kind of feel it coming a week before. And 
And when it's there, like I know a lot of people have been in a lot worse situation than me and the emotions are are just so intense and so extreme that it's hard to take control over your actions when you're feeling like that. So what's really happening, obviously there's a a change in brain chemistry here and, you know, we've got the automatic automatic, um, nervous system which has got two branches, the parasympathetic nervous system Sim, um, nervous system and the mm. sympathetic nervous system. It's a little mouthful. <laughs> and what what happens when you are there's an over arousal, which is what happens when you feel these intense emotions. The sympathetic nervous system is not very sympathetic. It's mm. it's over aroused. And what you what what the the purpose or or the aim is to bring that arousal down to a certain level where you're able to function properly properly Mm. and and you know dare I say be the best that you can be within this circumstance so you know our best is never one thing our best one day can be um, different to our best another day so who am I or how can I be at my best while I'm experiencing these symptoms so if you can bring this sort of uh, this over arousal which is triggering the um the negative emotion if we can bring that down then we can create a bit of space there between us and our emotions if that makes sense so if you so that that over arousal we're in this fight or flight situation and so we either want to fight Mm. you get angry (laughs) you know that could be linked to that that emotion of angry or you want to um, got you're in a flight situation where you just want to retreat, which is what I often wanted to do. I just wanted to be sucked up into that that hole. So what we want to do is use that energy that we're experiencing in that fight or flight and actually go the best thing that you can do, and I know you've mentioned this in, in your podcast, is, is exercise, like high-intensity exercise. If you're in a fight situation where you're feeling angry or frustrated or those strong emotions if you can go and punch a bag (laughs) that is probably the best thing you can do to use up these stress this stress response and just bring yourself down if you can't punch a bag you know maybe you do some squats if you can go for a sprint even just to the corner and back do what you can just to to burn this these stress this stress up if you want to um, flight, you know, you want to run away, running, you know, go for a run, go for a really fast walk. My running is for mental health. Like I run for fitness, but my number one reason for running is for my mental health because that, that's exactly what it does. It really it affects all these brain chemicals and we know that serotonin is the um, chemical that PMDD um, affects we get this reduction in serotonin so exercise and nutrition which I can get to um, is, a, is a natural way to to bring that back and um, look not saying this is easy or a short-term thing um, but it can be effective. Oh, 100% and it's funny uh, I had a practitioner tell me to actually stop boxing um about nine right. months ago and I, I did I, I've been boxing for many many years I put them away um, and then actually didn't end up going back to doing any exercise. It's actually been in the last month or two that I started boxing again yeah, and running, actually. I was never a runner, and exactly what you just said, mental health, I don't run every single morning at the same time. It's at that time where I've had too much screen time, I've had a tiff or I'm feeling the anxiety, and if it means 7 p.m. at night, I'm, I'm, I'm out, I'm running, yes. and I come back. It's 30-minute run, I come back, and 
oh, I just, I, I really, really feel so much better. So, yeah, so much better. yeah. Uh, it is amazing. Nobody, nobody regrets going for a run. And mm. even if you're not a runner, like if there's any listeners out there going, well, I don't run. It's like, you know, even you just do what you can. Mm. It's like, even it's, if it's a shuffle, <laughs> like mm. just go and go as, you know, as far as you can, you don't need to push yourself where you're going to get injured. But it, the the hardest part is putting your gear on and getting out the door because <laughs> you've got this voice in your head going, I feel shit. Why would I go for a run? Mm. It's like, you know, it's cold outside and I'm like in this agitated state and why the hell should I go for it? You know, you'll have all this chatter going on in your head. You can just go, thanks, mine, but this is important. This is aligned with who I want to be. I want to do what I can to feel normal in inverted commas and if if exercising and try just try it out going for a run is going to help then that's what you do despite what you're thinking absolutely and I think also there's there must be some added benefit from going outside oh absolutely (laughs) outside yeah yeah I mean, it just being in nature, like going for a walk along the beach or just going to a park and looking at the birds and being in nature. I, I remember like the, the difference between feeling like just so down and unhappy and just hopeless, like that feeling of hopelessness. And then, you know, possibly being dragged out by my husband. I don't know <laughs> how I got it, how I actually did it, but going out and just going for a walk or being in nature and that. how it uplifts you and coming back and feeling like a different person so yeah yeah so there's this this three um three kind of step if you're feeling really intense emotion where it is difficult to feel like you can do anything um you want to try and create space for you to be able to choose your response choose your behavior Okay, so we want to we want to unhook from those thoughts or, or diffuse. I like that word diffuse. Mm. Um, so there's this three stage. So we do discharge, recharge, reframe. So discharge is the exercise, and that's the burning of up with these stress chemicals. You don't want those in your system because that's when you're going to lash out at your husband or your kids, or mm. or that's when you are going to retreat and and curl up under the doona and 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 not come out and you know and sometimes you can't do that there are you know sometimes you have to go you know if you've got a teacher she has to go teach a class like or if you're like some high exec and you've got a board meeting and you've got pmdd it's like what can you do so you can be the best that you can be in that situation in that short amount of time. So discharge is the um, the exercise, the high intensity exercise. The recharge is your breath, using your breath. So we always have our breath. It's always there. So use it as a tool. And it's the out-breath that connects with the parasympathetic nervous system. So you breathe in. There's, a, there's three techniques I wanted to talk about. Um, the, a good one if you're feeling really anxious is to breathe in for four seconds and then out for eight seconds. So the out breath is always longer than, than the in breath. Um, do that about 10 times. And your body has no choice but to relax. Like you can, you can feel yourself relaxing mm-hmm. doing that. Um, another one is box breathing, which I think you, do you do box breathing? I do. I do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
So box breathing is a good one. Um, not so much if you're really anxious because it does involve holding your breath, which mm. you don't want to do, but even just a, a bit of nerves, um, it's going so you breathe in for four seconds, you hold for four seconds, so hold your breath for four seconds, out for four seconds, hold your breath for four seconds, and then you just repeat that as many times as you want. You can do that in the car. Like you're not mm. going to pass out or zone out by doing that it is a really really accessible technique like the um the military use it so special forces soldiers do box breathing before they go into battle because obviously they're they're hyper aroused mm. with what they're what they're about to do so to to get that down um they use box breathing so really good technique mm. and then the other technique i wanted to um talk about is a really cool one so you know when a a a child is upset and they're like crying and then they try and talk and they kind of take two little breaths in like they go (laughs) like that yes Yes. (laughs) so so that's actually a breathing technique that you can use to to calm yourself down so what you do you take two short breaths in and then a long breath out okay so do you want to try it yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, let's, let's just do it three times. So you just okay. say, say. <sighs> so, yeah, on you, the third one, I, I felt my shoulders just go. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing one. So a lot of athletes use that before they go into because obviously they're hyper aroused, aroused mm. as well. So they use that one just to calm themselves. And it's not so you're so calm. It's not, you know, when, I'm not talking that you're all going to be zen at the end of this. <laughs> but, but what we want to do is to get that level of around, arousal down mm. enough so you can function well. So that was the discharge, recharge, and then reframe. Mm-hmm. So the reframe now is using all these tools that we would have gone through um, I love in these. our coaching <laughs> sessions together. I really yeah. love these. Yeah. They really yeah. work. I mean, the breath work is amazing. And it's and just before you go on to it, um, people would like, I know people, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, I don't want to do meditation, you know, I, mm. I can't stop the mind. I'm like, but you can do breath work. Like yes. everybody can do breath work. And, you know, you've obviously given some great examples, you know, but just even focusing on the breath, you know, yes. it's it's such a magical tool that we are really not using enough. I know, I know. Enough. And I, do, I it's don't free. meditate. It's, it's free. free. It's free. It's accessible. It's there. It's never going away until the day you die. So yes. use it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And and so often if you're aware of your breath, you can become aware that you're, you're actually not breathing from the diaphragm, you're chest breathing, and it's very short. So um, so you're in that sort of high arousal situation. You can be in that all day long, but taking those deep breaths and, you know, having some triggers, like every time you stop at a tra- traffic light, be aware of your breath, mm. take some deep breaths. Mm. Like triggers are good. It's like when, I, when this happens, then I breathe. Mm. So traffic lights are a good one, even just putting the seatbelt on, right? When I put my seatbelt on, I breathe. I, and I would have grabbed that from you. I remember I did that. I, I'm going to keep start doing it again. But I, it really is when I sit into the car and then you just take a moment before you put the key in and, and go off, if you take just a moment to 
to do whatever breath um, channel in, it really makes makes such a difference to come back into the present moment. I just yep. clicked on something as well um, recently, so I'm I am still suffering from the bloatedness. Um, yeah, oh, with PMDD, yuck. and I'm not sure whether it's to do with PMDD or the endo. Um, but it, what was interesting, what I found out is that I'm like because of the belly, the bloatedness, I'm holding my breath in much of the day because automatically I'm trying to suck it in because yeah, I yeah. don't want to just let it out. And I, every yeah. time I'm conscious that I'm sucking it in and letting out and even though I'm feeling horrible because it's let out and, you know, I, I'm, I feel fat and everything, I'm like, what am I doing to my breath? Yeah, like, yeah. How long have I just been holding my breath for? Um, yeah. And I, yeah. 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 Isn't that, yeah. Yeah, you've almost got to be willing to have that for the for the time that you've got it. You've almost mm. got to be willing to have, okay, I'm going to have a pot belly, but mm. at least I'm going to breathe deeply and that's going to help me with my my stress and, and how I'm feeling. Well, you've got to weigh up, right, either have the fat belly or like, or like you know, yes. let it out or hold on to your breath, which has got to be doing yeah, some yeah. really bad damage to you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah amazing, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so the, the recharge is about using what's called metacognition. So what we want to do is we want to create space and the way we've started creating space is by doing the discharge and the recharge. So now there is space to be able to choose how you behave. Okay. So, um, it's about observing your thoughts being as, as humans, one of the, one of the things that differentiate, uh, differentiates us from animals is that we are able to observe our own thoughts thoughts so we're at that's how we're able to problem solve it's why we are where we are today because we're able to observe our own thoughts we're able to look into the past look back into the past we're able to look into the future and problem solve but sometimes that doesn't serve us well because we always we often ruminate over the past and we get anxious about what could happen in the future, which has very, very little to do with the present moment. So really important that we use these tools to get ourselves out of our heads and mm. out of our emotions and into the present moment. So um, there's a beautiful term called arugamama, which is from Japanese psychology, and it roughly translates to with things as they are, what needs to be done. Mm. So there's an acceptance there, but it's not a passive acceptance. It's not about, oh, well, I just have to put up with this. Mm. It's not that at all. It's an it's making room for the reality of the situation. Like this is how I'm feeling. If you keep focusing on those thoughts and emotions, that's when you go into this downward spiral. But if you redirect your attention from what's going on internally to, mm. okay, what do I need to do there? What what do I need to focus on? What's within my control? And that's the action part of it. Mm. Mm. So, you know, easy easier said than done, I know, because everybody has the different circumstances that it's, you know, if, for example, if being a good mother is a value, which is a value of mine, how can I be the best mother I can be with PMDD? Mm. So what it's creating that space to go, okay, I, I'm sad, I'm, I'm angry or whatever the emotion is, just creating that space to go, okay, this is how I'm feeling, what do I need to do? Mm. Mm. And that is dictated by what's important to you, which is your kids, 
rather than being dictated by the emotion. Mm. So it's going from reactive to responsive. Mm. So rather than reacting to the emotions, you're responding. How do I respond to this emotion? Mm. It's, so, so, it's so important, that acknowledgement and acceptance, that if you have PMDD to really, yeah, acknowledge and accept that you have PMDD because I think in where we in the society that we live right now is just like you know you want to be a good mother well we go to social media yeah <laughs> and compare yeah. ourselves to social oh. media and then suddenly we and then we're like oh but that's that's what it's a, you know that's what a good mother should be like but yeah but you've got to come back and say well that's not me I have PMDD or you know I'm in the process of managing PMDD what yeah. where's the best you know what you know where's the best version of myself right now that I yes. can get to and it's so true yeah and that best version of yourself isn't the one isn't the version of yourself when you've got you know if you're like me you had that week mm. where you felt great and energetic it's like that's different so it, it's almost like who am I today like how can I be the best that I'm I can be today within mm. the constraints of how I'm feeling you know, and that's going to look different to, to everybody. You know, mm. it, it could be that you've just got to slow down. You know, it could be you've got to ask for help. It could be you have more cuddles with the kids on the sofa and watch a movie with them, whatever that looks like for you. But it's about you can still live your best when you've got these symptoms but within those constraints rather than waiting for it to all be over so you've got that one week where you can be normal and then it kind of all starts again and that's that's the hardest part because we as humans you know we always our bodies always want to go back to homeostasis we always want things to be at a certain level we don't like feeling discomfort or pain and so our automatic reaction is to go get rid of this I don't want this <laughs> but with with Aruga Mama, it's like this is how I'm feeling. There is pain there, or there is the the emotion there, and the emotional pain there. Okay, breathe, use the breath, make space for that, and then choose how you're going to respond to it. Mm. There's a really beautiful um, quote from Viktor Frankl, who wrote *Man's Search for Meaning*. Mm. So he suffered horrific. Um, he had a horrific experience in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. He was a psychiatrist, but he's got this quote: "Between stimulus and response, there is space to choose." Mm. Yeah, mm. and it is it is such a, a, a powerful quote. But when you are feeling intense emotions, you can't. It's like you don't have that space. It's like I don't have that space to choose, therefore you become reactive. But if you can practice this discharge, recharge, reframe, what you're doing is you're creating space and you're increasing your awareness. It's like, ah, you know, this is how I'm feeling. I can feel I can feel anger in my body, like even just notice where it is in your body or I'm noticing these thoughts in my head that I just want to I just want to leave right now or, you know, that I'm angry with my husband or he's, you know, something he's doing is pissing me off. Just become aware of those thoughts and by cre- by increasing your awareness and noticing and being the observer of your own thoughts, mm-hmm. you're creating that space to go, okay, what's my response? How do I respond to this? Mm, I've been saying that a lot when I sort of speak about, my meditation practice or any mindfulness practice exactly yes. like that when you're describing it I'm like you'll know when it's working because there's this 
at time, I say there's a time, but I'm going to start using space. I like that word. There's yeah. this time for reaction. There's this, it's inc- and it just keeps increasing, increasing, and something will happen in your day. And before you switch and flick and start rage or whatever, or yep. cry, you, you have this beautiful, and I call it beautiful because you really have this beautiful gift of deciding decision going, all right, well, how do I want to react yeah, in this yeah. moment? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's about focusing on what you can control. Mm, that's so if you, if you can't control how you're thinking and your emotions, because if you could control it, none of us would have suffered from this PMDD mm. stuff, you know, we've, it's, it's out of our control. So um, what is within our control? Our what is within our control is how we behave, how we respond, and that's going to look different to to everybody. And it's the willingness to feel the discomfort as well, and that is the hardest part of this: is mm. how willing am I in the service of what's important? How willing am willing am I to feel the discomfort that I'm feeling now? Mm, that that's another valid point as well because where a lot of us aren't willing to and what we yeah. tend to do is mask it or go do you know just flick our attention somewhere else and oh, I don't want to feel like that and I don't want to acknowledge that right now I'm I'm going to go onto the internet onto social yes. media <laughs> yes yeah yeah I'm just going to start scrolling yeah yes. yeah online shopping yeah I used to do that <laughs> yes. oh, we have all of, all, yeah. all of yeah. us have right <laughs> Oh, retail therapy. (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, Carly, it has been an absolute pleasure. You have been so valuable with and generous with all your knowledge um, and time. And I'm so certain there's going to be people out there that will want to get in touch with you um, because, you know, a practitioner with PMDD, um, they're hard to find out there. We want to be seen, Carly. We want to be yeah. heard. And you're somebody that's so beautiful. You have such a beautiful energy and soul and such a gift that um so Aww. how? No, I really like, Thank I, you. I, no, I, I really you, I want to hug you right I now. And, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I know. Through the screen. Through the screen. No, you you helped me a lot. And I don't think I I acknowledged you enough. Um, oh. but you know, when it, you're going through all of that time and it's and everything, but um I am so grateful for the time. Time that we spent together. So if someone out there does want to get in touch with you, how can yep. they find you? Uh, so my website's Carly, C-A-R-L-Y, taylorcoaching.com.au or I'm on Instagram, um, Carly underscore coaching underscore oh is that Carly underscore Taylor underscore coaching. <laughs> um, yeah and Facebook's just Carly Taylor Coaching. So yeah. You'll be able to track me down through one of those. (laughs) Well, I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. That's what we've got to do. So I'll I'll pop them all there so that they can find you. Um, I am going to ask you one question, though, actually, because I do ask everybody that does have PMDD, what is, give me a positive that has come from being, having PMDD. Oh, a positive. I guess that um I guess the positive for me is that I've experienced it and then I I can help other women with it. So I think that's a positive. And also just the the work that I do. I mean everything that I 
work on with my with using act in Japanese psychology I, I use on myself mm. and so it, it did provide me an opportunity to really um, use the tools on myself and over time I could see such a positive effect from them so I guess it's it gave me that opportunity yeah no, perfect. And that's there's always a silver here. lining, isn't there? I mean, look at you and what you're doing now. It's like it's and and it's not. It's it, it is such a painful thing, and it, all the women are, are experiencing it, and they're different levels. But with everything, there is a silver lining if you search for it. Hundred percent, and that is exactly why I want to ask that question to everyone because, yeah, and it's a perfect way to finish the episode. Yay! <laughs> Thanks so, so much for having me. Oh, Carly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. I hope this episode has resonated with you. Stay up to date with the podcast by hitting the subscribe or follow button. And lastly, my ultimate mission with this podcast is to raise awareness about PMDD. So if you know someone that may benefit from hearing this content, then please share with them. To connect with me, my email is the PMDD podcast at gmail.com or Instagram at adriana.fudge. Much love and thank you for tuning in. Look forward to chatting with you soon.